Hey everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the year. Oh, I hope you've had a beautiful Christmas and happy holidays. I know I have. I've just blocked out the world. I've been in my own world with family, relaxing, doing nothing, and it's been so rejuvenating. I'm feeling really whole. And I'm recording this episode a couple of days before the new year. This episode was meant to come out before Christmas until I got hit with a cold. <laughs> and I know a cold is not that big of a deal. Like I, I still could have recorded an episode uh, if I wanted everyone to listen to the most blocked, nasally, croaky voice ever. <laughs> so I delayed this and I'm recording it now because this episode needs to come out before the end of the year because I am sharing the eight lessons that I finally understood in 2022. So this is going to be a special episode. It's going to be big because I'm going to share with you like key moments in 2022 that led to true realizations of, of these lessons. And something that I want to really emphasize is that some of these lessons you may have heard before and you're like, oh, how did Chang not already know that? But there is a difference between knowing something and understanding something. Like everyone knows that there are opportunities in hard times, that there are opportunities and challenges or that failures aren't final. There are lessons to come out of failures. Everyone knows that. Everyone's heard that before. But how many people in live time, when they actually deal with a failure or a challenge, that they take on that perspective by default, that they respond accordingly instead of reacting in the other way. And only like later, later, later on, they're like, oh yeah, failures have lessons too. That's the difference between knowing something and understanding something. When you understand something, it finally lands for you and you absorb that lesson into your body so that in live time, that is how you think now. It's just how your mindset works and how you are now. So these lessons have finally become understandings for me through mistakes and, and lessons that I've had in my own journey. And that's the other thing. Like you, someone can tell you something all they want, but until you really experience it and it lands for you in your own life, like in the context of your own journey, sometimes it just won't absorb. <laughs> and that is another reason why failure and mistakes and you know experience is the best school and the best way for you to learn. Just adds to the power of failures and adds to the power of experiencing things for yourself. Highs and lows. All right, let's get into it. There are eight lessons here. So I'm gonna uh, go through these and and not keep you here for like two hours, which I could easily do. All right, lesson number one. Most of our own challenges are created by no one but ourselves. Now, this is a lesson that I learned early in the year, and I believe I have told this story before. Early in the year, I was running a couple of in-person events that kept getting hit by people cancelling last minute due to 
getting COVID or becoming a close contact and then having to isolate. Now, this really triggered me. This got me really annoyed. I was angry at COVID. I was angry at the government for enforcing these restrictions because what happened was that when people canceled, of course, the numbers of the events you know, dwindled. And in one event, I ran the event at a loss. There was just three people at the event in the end. But I realized eventually through my own thinking, I was like so angry, so emotional, I was raging. And I was like, hold on a minute. Sure, COVID and all of that has a role to play in this challenge. But this pandemic has been going on for like two years now. And I knew that this was happening. There has been multiple waves of COVID. I knew that this was coming. Why didn't I sell extra spots to my events? Why didn't I fill them up to buffer for the fact that people would cancel last minute? Maybe if that was, you know, breaking the the limits of the numbers I wanted to have, why why didn't I have a wait list or a reserve list so that if someone did cancel last minute, someone else could take their spot. (laughs) It wasn't because of COVID that this was a problem. It was because of me. Like if I had put in place all those things, this wouldn't be a problem at all. And that realization finally allowed me to understand and to take radical responsibility for all of my problems that I experienced. And from there, I really did. Like anything that came up that was a challenge, that was a problem. Sometimes, I'm not perfect, right? Sometimes I'd still be inclined to like point the finger just because it's easy and it makes you feel good. But after getting over that and stepping into my um, logical higher self, I would then take responsibility because I knew No matter what was going on in the external world, there was always something that I could do in my control to eliminate or reduce that problem. So that's lesson number one. Most of our challenges are created by no one but ourselves. Lesson number two, growth is not linear. It can happen as fast as we allow And this really landed for me this year because I have had exponential business growth this year. So from two years ago to last year, I doubled my business. And that was already like, you could say exponential in a way, but because my business was relatively small a couple of years ago, doubling it didn't seem like that big of a step. Until in the last year, I doubled my prices for my premium one-on-one mentoring once. And then I doubled it again. And then that wasn't it. From there, I tripled that price again. Simply due to demand. Like I like to work with a small number of clients. Like I work with a max now, five one-on-one mentees at a time. And speaking of, I've got one more spot for the first half of next year. One more spot. So due to demand and me choosing to work with a small number of one-on-one clients, I have increased the investment and and making it so that those who commit 
are really committed and are ready to do whatever it takes to achieve their outcomes. So that's a side note. But the point is, of course, I am on my way now to doubling the business again for the second year in a row. And you know, when you keep doubling things, and that is exponential. And it's really, it's really like highlighted to me that growth is not linear. You know, when, when you think, oh, I just need three years to get there. That is based off your understanding of growth as you've currently experienced it or as you've currently observed it in others. Oh, just give me three years to achieve that. I need five years to achieve that. Like setting those timelines is very likely going to limit yourself because growth is not linear. It can be exponential. You can bend time. The only question is, how hard are you willing to work to make that achievement happen in a shorter time frame? How hard and how smart are you willing to work? Because, yeah, I've had clients achieve things that would otherwise take years in weeks and months. No joke. I've had clients double and triple their business. I had, I've had clients start their business. One of my current one-on-one mentees has just started her business in the time that we've worked together, which is not even six weeks. And she's already smashing out sales that are, you know, four figures, four figure sales, um, which is completely, you know, which is awesome because this is her first ever business and she's just started it in six weeks. So that's lesson number two. Growth is not linear. It can happen as fast as we allow. Number three, there is no luck. Luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Therefore, we need to be prepared and we are always responsible for our own luck. Now, I want to just mention real briefly, I say there is no luck And I am referring to those of you who are listening to this in first world countries, second world countries. There is no luck. But of course, there's always the the aspect and the situation of privilege. And there's always the situation of sometimes you just win the human lottery based on where you were born, who you were born to. I want to acknowledge that. So yes, you can say in some ways there is luck. But there's no point focusing on it because it's out of your control. So as far as you're concerned, there is no luck. Based on where you are now and where you want to go, there is no luck moving forwards. Luck is where opportunity meets preparation. What do I mean by that? There are opportunities knocking on each person's door and each person's lives every single day. Everywhere you look, there are opportunities. You know, go, you go online, you speak to someone, there are opportunities. You get an invite to an event, that's an opportunity. You have the opportunity to, um, I don't know, take on a job or apply for a job or to go to a, an event and that is an opportunity. Like go to a party even, that is an opportunity. And every single micro decision, every single macro decision you make every single day is either taking on that opportunity or not. So there are always opportunities, but here's the thing. Not everyone is 
prepared to take on those opportunities. Because even if someone did take on an opportunity, they weren't prepared, then they're not going to make the most of that opportunity and they're not going to experience what is seemingly luck. For example, for me, Early this year, you know, I talked about this a few times before, one of my reels went viral. I had an influx of new followers, new people coming to my page. And yeah, you could say that was luck. I mean, it wasn't because there was a reason why that reel went viral and I was the one who created that reel. But sure, there is going to be, you could say, some aspect of luck when it comes to algorithm, okay? Um, But once again, I'm going around in circles. Once again, that is secondary to the quality of content that you put out anyway. Um, so the, the reel went viral and I had an influx of people coming to my page. Now, in order to capitalize on these new potential clients coming to my page, I had to have the skills and systems in place to actually convert them to paying clients. So that they weren't just going to be someone who followed the page and would just ghost follow for like 30 years or to follow and then get bored and then unfollow a week later. So luck is where opportunity meets preparation. People from the outside will say, oh, you were so lucky. Your, Your reel went viral and that's why your business doubled. No, the opportunity was the reel went viral. People came to my page and the preparation was... I've got the systems, the skills, and everything in place for me to actually convert them and make the most of them. Lesson number four, the bigger the challenge that arises in our journeys, the better we're doing. The bigger the challenge that arises in our journey, the better we are doing. Now, this lesson really landed for me later in this year. I had a talk. I got hired to do a talk. And this is still kind of fresh and raw. So I'm going to share at a higher level. I've shared in detail to my clients. But I had a talk um, later in this year that I was hired to do. So it was to a cold audience, meaning an audience who didn't know me, had never heard of me before, who didn't know what I was about. So I walk into the room, I'm doing this talk to this cold audience and it's not what I'm used to because they're sitting there with their arms crossed, (laughs) they're leaning back in their seats and they are waiting for me to impress them. They're waiting for me to sell to them versus the other way around. For most of my events, my clients have bought to come to the event and when I walk in, they are ready. They're leaning in and they're excited for the day. So this actually put me off a little bit. And as a result of that, the talk didn't go very well. I, I got feedback um, from this one particular individual who was not impressed. <laughs> and that rattled me. That rattled me because I was like, oh my God, I am a, a shit speaker. Like maybe I should never do this again. Maybe I, this is not meant for me. Um, I, I never want to speak to cold audiences again. Like that was terrible. And I, I felt awful that the night of, I felt awful. And then I did some journaling and then I did some reflecting. And I remembered stories of other elite world-class speakers who get paid like six figures for one talk. That's the level we're talking. 
are remembered stories that they have told about when they first started out in their journey and they experienced the exact same thing, you know, getting really poor feedback from people who hired them, getting feedback from um, attendees at their talks who were not impressed and wanted refunds. And I was like, hold on a minute. The only reason why I've even had the opportunity to speak to a cold audience is because I got hired to do that. And the reason why I got hired to do that is because I do have pretty good experience in speaking and yeah, I've got more levels to unlock, but I'm actually already at a pretty good level. And the fact that I had this challenge, that this has rocked me, means that I'm actually doing pretty well because if I was a complete beginner speaker and I like was just starting out, I would never have been hired to do a talk for a cold audience. The bigger the challenge, the better you're actually doing. And another example, like speaking of a complete, you know, uh, different example that everyone would understand, climbing Mount Everest. Climbing Mount Everest to summit it takes a couple of months. It's a huge climb. People die on their way to the top. But here's the thing. People don't almost die in the first few days, just climbing up to base camp. <laughs> People don't have that level of challenge climbing up to base camp. People almost die, especially in that top part of the climb. It's called the death zone because so many people almost die and so many people do die in the top part of the climb near the summit. There are, body, there are bodies littered in this death zone because once someone dies up there, then they, they get frozen and, and they don't get carried down because it's not very easy to, to carry someone down from the summit of Mount Everest. People from people who are at the summit are simply trying to survive and trying to get themselves down. So if you are experiencing the challenge of almost dying on Mount Everest, <laughs> then you're doing pretty well as in you have unlocked to the level of experiencing that challenge because you're now near the summit. You don't almost die near the base. So the bigger the challenge that arises in our journeys, the better we are doing. So chase those big challenges. And yet they don't feel good at the time, but they, they, they are a reminder of how well we are doing. Number five. What we learn and the progress we get from getting started is way more significant than what we could ever study in theory during that same period. What we learn and the progress we get from getting started is way more significant than what we could ever study in theory in that period. So moral of the story, <laughs> get started. <laughs> And I experienced this at the start of this year when I was going to run my very first overnight event. It was going to be a day and a half. It was my very first time doing this. I was running an Airbnb, essentially my first retreat, the start of this year, believe it or not. And that was also simultaneously the one where so many people got COVID that there were only three attendees left attending. And I was really tempted 
to postpone the event completely and push it back three months to the next quarter so that one, I could fill up the event more and two, so I could continue refining the event and like learning more about how to run events. I can make it even better than what it would have been in the first quarter of the year. But after some reflection and realizing that I just have one job and that job is to serve and change lives. And if I change three lives, then my job is done. I ran that event in the first quarter of the year and the event went well. I learned so much from this event because I ran it. I experienced things that I didn't expect that I wouldn't have thought of unless I actually ran the event. So these aspects, I finally could see and understand through experience and then refine the second event later in the year to be like eons better than the first one. But the only reason why the second event could be eons better than the first one was because I ran the first event. If I'd postponed that first event to be in the second quarter of the year, it would no, it would be nowhere near as good as what their second event was. It would have been maybe a little bit better than what it was in the first quarter or at the same level <laughs> because there were so many aspects that I just never would know until I'd run an event before. So the point is you've got to do things to learn you got to get started and you will learn and get so much more progress through starting and by being out there in the arena than sitting on the sidelines reading a book. Lesson six, our ability to rest is our ability to work and vice versa. Our ability to work is our ability to rest. They are not separate from each other. And I used to, I used to hear this all the time. Oh, you've got to make sure that you rest so that you can work. You're going to make sure that you get enough recovery. But I didn't believe it. I was the one working six, seven days a week, scared to take two hours off to pursue a hobby or to eat a meal. (laughs) And I didn't know any different. So I would be working and I thought that I was working and getting as much productivity under my belt as possible because that's all I knew. Like I didn't know an alternative reality until over the last 18 months, I've started taking one week off per quarter. So that's at least four weeks off per year because I'll take other breaks as well, but at least one full week off per quarter. It's a forced break, even if I don't feel like I need it. And I've noticed the levels of productivity coming back from this week break far surpasses the productivity from when I was working six, seven days a week with no breaks. Like I come back with so much energy and focus and drive and determination. And it's just unexplainable. Like the force that's inside of me that's ready to get out there and get it after these breaks. So technically, by the way, this is meant to be my week off for the last quarter of the year. I'm just recording this episode and and um, then that's it for the year. But yeah, like the, the level of drive that that 
comes after these these breaks and I've taken way more mini breaks as well in my days in my weeks in my months um, those of you who follow me on Instagram know like I've had the best year in business and the best financial reward but I've also never lived as much as I have this year like traveling I've never traveled as much as I have this year in my life I've um, picked up so many new hobbies like scuba diving motorbiking you know overnight hiking um, just hiking in general, camping, like every, like I've done so much, yet my work productivity has increased. Number seven, nothing causes us to do anything. Things may influence us, but it's always up to us to make final decisions. So the reason why this lesson really landed for me And this was not so much my own lesson to learn, but through observation of others. Because for me, I'm always quite consistent. You know, I've always been pretty consistent in terms of exercise. I'll exercise year round, whether it's winter or summer, (laughs) right? My eating hasn't always been like this, but it is now is pretty consistent, whether it is, you know, winter, summer or Christmas, (laughs) Uh, My work is pretty consistent, whether I am bothered or not. I have pretty high levels of discipline that I have cultivated. But I've noticed in other people who stop exercising in winter because it's too cold, who eat way more than they should on Christmas Day, And then they say that it's because of these external things that have made them do that. Oh, it's too cold. And, you know, of course I'm not going to exercise because it's too cold. It can't get out the door. Oh, Christmas, you know, made me eat more. Like the festivities, all the parties, you know, the work parties and, you know, family gatherings. That's what's made me eat more over the holiday season. And I'm like, is it? Because I haven't. I exercise through winter. I eat consistently through the year, including Christmas. Yeah, sure, I eat a little bit more, but like I don't completely lose control and blow out when it comes to eating. I used to. Oh my God, I used to have the, oh, that's a whole other story. But now I've been able to develop consistency. So nothing is going to make us do anything because sure, the cold weather is going to, influence us to not want to exercise sure I get that (laughs) I wake up and it's cold and it's dark I don't want to exercise as much as if I wake up and it's light and it's warm and yeah sure when there's a whole buffet of food in front of you on Christmas day or Thanksgiving then yeah you're gonna be inclined and you're gonna want to eat more but ultimately you still have control so take accountability take control And rise above all the external things around you. This might sound rough, but I I thought of this the other day. I was like, you know, we're adults. We're in our 20s, our 30s, 40s, 50s. We've had years and decades to get our shit sorted. How many times have we had Christmas? How many times have we lived through winter? Probably like 30, 40, 50 times, depending on how old we are. How can we still not have it sorted and understand how it works? Get control. You have power. 
Stop being the victim of the world around you. Now, final lesson, lesson number eight. Oh, this is a good one. Nothing causes failure like success. And nothing causes success like failure. This might sound funny. You might be wondering where this is going. Well, middle of this year, I had just had my most successful year in business and in life, you know, personally, financially, but I was in a slump. I had had a couple of months where it was like crickets, you know, just nothing was moving in the business. Like I hadn't made any, um, you know, new sales and things were really quiet And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I realized this current failure, this current slump was due to nothing more than the success I'd had. My success had caused me to become complacent at an unconscious level, which of course then seeps into actual actions and results. But I'd become complacent. I was like, yeah, this is easy. Like I can take my foot off the accelerator. I can sit back a little bit. I can chill out. I can, um, you know, continue doing things uh, because I've always done them rather than continuing to innovate and do better. I'll just keep going through the motions. And that exact thinking, the success caused the failure. And uh, no doubt you've experienced the same before. I mean, just think about it. How many businesses have failed because they've become complacent due to their success? How many businesses that and companies that are overrated, think of restaurants, right? Think of retail stores. How many of them are overrated and just always have lines outside their door Know that they do so well that they just become complacent. They keep doing things the way they've always done it, even when times change. And then when times change, their success causes their failure. And the opposite is true as well, because from that slump that I experienced, I felt like I needed to do more. I felt the fire get lit up and and just completely rage inside of me and I doubled down head down bum up and then that created the most successful six months the second half of this year that I've ever experienced in my life and in my entire time doing business because the failure in itself creates so much pain that it kicked my ass into gear so This learning for me, nothing causes failure like success and nothing causes success like failure has led me to never be complacent again. Never. Next time I am already on the peak of a mountain, I'm going to already have my sights on the next peak. I'm not going to just sit there. I'm going to already have my sights on the next peak. It's like Tarzan, if he's swinging on vines before he lets go of his current vine he's got to make sure he's already holding onto the next vine otherwise he'll fall 
I'm going to always have my sights on the next peak. And if I do have a failure, I'm not going to stay in that valley. I'm going to use that valley as momentum to launch up to the peak of the next mountain. And this is the lesson for you as well. Maybe you need to learn this through your own mistakes, mistake-based learning for it to really land for you. But I'm telling you, if you are successful now, don't get complacent. Double down even more. Keep innovating. Keep working. Keep showing up. And if you are in a failure at the moment, use it as fuel because that is going to lead to your next success. So that's it. Eight lessons that I finally understood in 2022. Number one, most of our own challenges are created by no one but ourselves. Number two, that was number one before. Number two, growth is not linear. It can happen as fast as we allow. Three, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Therefore, we are always responsible for our own luck. Number four, the bigger the challenge, the better you are doing. Number five, what we learn and the progress we get from starting is way more significant than what we could ever study in theory. Six, our ability to rest is our ability to work. Number seven, nothing causes us to do anything. Things may influence us, but it's always up to us to make the final decision. And number eight, Nothing causes failure like success. And nothing causes success like failure. These are my eight lessons that I finally understood in 2022. Oh, what a year it has been. I look back at 2022 and, you know, it being the most incredible year for business, personal, finance, relationships, everything. It's been the best year yet. I am moved and I'm so grateful that I get to live my dream life already. Like this is my dream life. This is my dream life. And I am living the life I previously could only ever dream of. And I'm living the life now that others would do anything for. And I don't take that lightly. I'm deeply grateful And I'm also ready for 2023 because watch out, (laughs) things are going to be taken to a whole new level next year. I've already invested in mentoring and coaching. Oh, like I've invested figures that have made me feel uncomfortable, but I am I'm looking to work with world class individuals next year, higher than ever before so that I can rise up to that level because you can only rise up to a level that you are like playing at. You can only rise up to a level that you have your sights set on, right? Like if you're looking at the peak of a mountain, then that's where you'll go. But if you don't look at the peak above it, then you're not going to get there because you're not looking at it. So next year, oh, it's going to be phenomenal. I cannot wait. And I know it's going to be the same for you. You know, where are your sights set for 2023? Do you know what your outcomes are? Do you know why you want those outcomes? Do you know how to get to those outcomes? 
do you know what the winning strategy is? Because you can have the best, most like clear outcomes, but if you don't have the right strategy for you, then you're not going to get there. And are you curating an elite environment for your success? Are you hanging out with mentors and friends and like reading books and listening to podcasts that are at a higher caliber than ever before so that you can break through to results that you've never achieved before? You've got to set your sights on that peak. And with that being said, what I do want to actually mention, I just remembered this, my one-on-one premium mentoring for next year is booking out. Like for the first half of 2023, there's only one spot left. There's only one spot left in the first half of the year to work with me before July. (laughs) It is crazy. And yeah, I mentioned before that it is premium. But what level do you want to play at? Do you want to play at an elite premium level to become a premium or elite? Or are you waiting to become premium and elite so that you can do premium elite things? Because I'm telling you a secret. You don't become something first until you do it. You, you, you can't become a millionaire by, by thinking as someone who is not a millionaire. You've got to act and behave and think like a millionaire to become a millionaire. And yeah, it's a, it's a gamble. But it's a gamble that is in your control because remember, luck is where opportunity meets preparation and you are in control of where your destiny goes. So if you want that one-on-one spot, then make sure you email me, give me a message. I'll put all the details in the podcast description um, and we'll have a chat. No obligations just to see if you're the right fit for me, I'm the right fit for you. Um, What I'm doing next year is I'm working with individuals who are driven and hungry to fulfill their potential in a career or business that's aligned to their purpose. So that could look like if you are struggling to find purpose, you don't know what to do with your life, you don't know where to go next, I can help you with that. I can help you change careers. I can help you build a business. I can help you dominate your current career path and dominate your life from the inside out through internal shifts and transformations that lead to ongoing and true external changes. That's how I do things. And I I do things at a comprehensive, unique way. And that's how I'm going to continue to do things. That's what gets my clients the results that they get. So, if that's you, if you want to achieve that so that you can you know, create your dream lifestyle, if you want to have freedom financially, if you want to have time freedom, if you want to thrive in your life, if you want to go to bed each night fulfilled and proud of yourself, and if you want to have impact on this world, then yeah, this is for you. Otherwise, I've also got some power your potentials coming up next year as well. So Just message me and then we can see what is the best fit for you. All right. This is verging on 40 minutes now. So I'll leave it there. What a year it has been. I hope that you are celebrating this year. Thank you for being with me on this journey. 
I appreciate you supporting me so, so much. It's the only reason why I'm here now, where I am today. It's the only reason why I love doing what I do. And I hope to continue inspiring you, empowering you, and showing you the way next year. See you on the other side. Bye.